It's V-Week on ESPN as we continue Jim Balvano's fight against cancer. Come on, get Good up. Good morning. It is time to get up with Odell Beckham. Why the star receiver's knee is giving Dallas pause and what that means for the Cowboys' Super Bowl chances. Speaking of knees, Lamar Jackson's is achy. Why the Ravens will still have concerns about their quarterback when he returns. And bad week or bad sign? Tua had a rough game against the 49ers. Was it just a blip in his terrific season? Or was it something more? Welcome into Get Up on this Wednesday. I'm Dan Graziano in for Greeny. I got Kimberly Martin. I got Dominique Foxworth. I got Chris Canty. Jay Will is going to come by to talk some hoops. And we start in the NBA with the game of the night. The Lakers had won. Get up. Lakers and LeBron James visiting the Cavaliers as Dominique hijacks the show. Early in the first quarter, Lakers down two. Anthony Davis feeds it to LeBron James. He throws it down. Lakers tied 2-2, two two, but that would not be the final score. Later in the third quarter, Cavaliers up 19-13. Karis LeVert fires from deep, but he can't hit. It's okay, Anthony Davis got it. But after the play, Davis would exit uh, and head to the locker room with what they call flu-like symptoms. We don't need any more details right. than that. Thank you very much. Just over four minutes to go in the third quarter. <laughs> Cavaliers are up 77 to 70. Donovan Mitchell gets the steal. Let's go. Gets the steal. There he is. And he's going to slam it at the other end. Ah, I'm sure the Knicks right. love they didn't make that trade. Loving it. Cavaliers go up 79-70. Just over two minutes left in the third. Lakers down by four. Russell Westbrook with the block. LeBron pushing it up the floor. He's going to score this for two. Lakers trail 85-83 at the end of the third. We're in the fourth quarter now. Cavs up 94-92. Mitchell again. He had a big night. He's going to shoot this three. He's going to make that three. Put the Cavs up five. Three and a half minutes now left in the game. Cavs up 110 to 98. Mitchell, one more time That's for good measure. Up. Why not? Another three. Mitchell, 43 points. Cavs win 116 to 102. LeBron had 21 and 17 rebounds in the loss. LeBron against his former team. He, the Lakers have won 8 out of 10 prior to last night. As for LeBron, he's now 0-2 against the Cavs this season. Both losses come by 14 points. LeBron entered the year with only one career loss against his hometown team. Next up, Dallas, where the Cowboys, one of the teams LeBron roots for, gave Odell Beckham Jr. a physical this week. Didn't really like what they saw. According to ESPN's Ed Werder, team has concerns about Odell Beckham's recovery from a torn ACL. He said They say it has not progressed enough to ensure he would play before January. Here's some sound from Cowboys owner Jerry Jones on Odell Beckham and his health. Well, I'm not confident at all. That's the issue. We all realize that issue of health. We've got a good beat on that. If this thing uh, works, it'll improve this team now. If we don't have that, then uh, we're in a positive situation as well. It has to improve us now. And that's a pretty tall order. It has to improve us in a way that makes sense for us as we look not only this year, but as it impacts the years to come relative to the financial aspect of it. All right. First of all, Dominique, correct me. Apparently, LeBron does not root for no. the Cowboys anymore. That's outdated information. My bad. It's fine. LeBron, mistakes. thanks, Dominique. He's keeping me honest today. Let's live in a world in which the Cowboys don't sign Odell because the knee is no good, or they sign him and he can't really play uh, this year. If they don't, right, Like, are, are they good enough, Chris Canty, to win this year's Super Bowl? Yeah, they're good enough to win this year's Super Bowl. They're right now the second-best team in the conference okay. due to the Jimmy Garoppolo injury, knowing that he's not going to be back in the regular season. And that 
change or that update with information, to me, puts so much more pressure on Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys to finish the drill this season. They have a clear path when you look at it. Outside of the Philadelphia Eagles, there's no other team that you trust more than the Dallas Cowboys. Their defensive line has the highest pass rush win rate. They have the number three scoring offense. This team can run the football. They can throw the football. Even without Odell, Michael Gallup having an uptick in production, I think, takes some pressure off of that situation, the urgency that they had with the Odell negotiation. So, no, this team is good enough to win a Super Bowl. And, quite frankly, the addition that we should be talking about is all-pro Tyron Smith, who's going to get back this week in practice. You're talking about adding him to the offensive line with Tyler Smith, their rookie first-round pick. That's the area that the Cowboys really have a weakness at. They're last in pass block win rate, so adding an all-pro tackle at this point in the season is huge for them, bigger than the Odell edition. The Tyron Smith uh, re-edition would be nice, but I think we're dealing with similar issues with him and Odell as we don't know what version that's going to come back. So because the name on the back of the jersey reminds us of greatness of old, doesn't mean that we're going to get that back. The injury to Tyron Smith early in the season looked, or before the season started, looked pretty bad. And we can't assume that he's going to come back at all-pro level. The same thing for Odell Beckham. You don't know how much you need those players until other people get hurt or until something happens. But Odell Beckham, as great as he is, on a leg and a half, he's not going to be good. So, no. like, we have to understand that having those high expectations in the ACL, I tore my ACL. Most ACLs take a year or a little bit more to come back from. A lot of players have changed that perspective. But it's not true for everybody, particularly right. when you have multiple. Right. It's reasonable to suggest that Odell Beckham won't be back to true form, if ever, until until next season. Right. The injury is in the Super Bowl, so about 10 months ago, mm-hmm. so maybe yeah. not quite enough time uh, to recover. Do they need him? Do they need him? No. Any team that's interested in Odell right now understands he's a luxury item. He's a very nice luxury item mm. if he's healthy. But none of the team, you know, you didn't see the, the Jets or the Jaguars. Like, you know what I'm saying? They're teams that we already think are in that Super Bowl contender pool. Those are the teams that are looking at Odell. He's a guy that you add. He may not, he, you don't add him because you think he's going to be the focal point of your offense. You think, okay, maybe late, late in the division route, maybe late yeah. in the conference championship, you, you find Odell. And he scores, and you win a game. That's really what we're talking about. All right, so all right, so let's let's take him. Let's take Odell. We'll take him out of this. Was it like the Cowboys as is, right? And maybe they do get Tyron Smith back, right? His mm-hmm. his practice good. window opens this week. They have three weeks to activate him. Maybe maybe they get him back in time uh, for the playoffs. What are the expectations for this team? Right, no. I mean, right. <laughs> if they don't win the Super Bowl, right? If they lose in the NFC playoffs, like is that a, a failure of a season? Yeah. <laughs> All right, then. End wow. of the show. First now, take is next. next. <laughs> so, uh, no, no, just yeah. think about it. Think, okay. That's so... Picture this, guys. The year is 1995. The last time the Cowboys won, you know, went to the conference championship, and I just think about all the teams that have gone there since then. You know how many teams have reached the conference championship since 1995 when I was four years old? How many? 26. 26 teams have gone to the conference championship mm. since mm. the Cowboys went mm. there. That is what we're talking about. Forget the Philly, forget Philly, forget the Bucks, forget everybody else. This is about Dallas and their failed expectations year after year. And this is why Stephen A gets such glee <laughs> off of this team losing because they continually disappoint. And with this roster, Odell aside, they are good enough. And to not take advantage of the NFC being so weak this year. 
It's a, it would be a crime to me. Is that the same? I mean, do you – we hold the Cowboys to a different standard for whatever reason because – For whatever we, reason? No, it's not for, for whatever, whatever reason. reason. It's because of what the owner said. For whatever That's why reason. we hold them to a different standard. I don't care what the owner says. Like, I can evaluate no, what, what, a roster we, on my yes, own. Is it the, the, saying, is it the owner the, the owner one that sets the expectation for the team? No. No, the no. owner's not. He's not not my expectations. I, me watching what happens on the field right. is what sets the expectations. Okay. Right. So how should we be looking at the no, Cowboys? No, I think right that now. the Cowboys are good enough to win a championship. If they do not win a championship, I don't consider the season a failure. What I expected from this team, none of us thought they were Super Bowl contenders before the season started. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think anybody at this table picked them as such. Now they are legitimate competitors. I think they should be able to get to the Super Bowl. If they don't make it to the Super Bowl because they lost in a random single, single elimination playoff game, we can't pretend like this is some sort of travesty. Sir. Man, that sounds good. Let me that's, tell you what happens. Right now, if the playoffs started today, the Cowboys have to take a visit to Tampa. Yeah. They lose to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Mike McCarthy is getting fired, and that is Whoa. representative okay, or reflective. I don't know. Okay, I don't no, know if no, that is reflective that's of the expectations that they have there, on this team. And the owner put those expectations on coming into this season. Okay, I was riding with Chris. Yeah. Until. Yeah. And then he just went okay. he just swerved off to fire Coach Lane. It's not, it's not a swerve. It's not a swerve. Fired? Not a swerve. Oh, God. Look, they lose to Tampa. They won't the lose team, to Tampa. The team that you said is awful. They are. Okay. They won't lose They are. But look, we're, we're going to get back to that because I definitely want to follow up on Chris Canty firing the Cowboys coach <laughs> in the first 10 minutes of the show. But we got to talk good. about the Baltimore Ravens and Lamar Jackson, who is week to week, that the coach says, with a sprained PCL, an injury that often sidelines players for one to three weeks. All right, I'm Schefter reporting that the PCL is uh, sprained in Lamar Jackson's knee. Sounds like he won't play this week, and if that is the case, backup Tyler Huntley would start for Baltimore at Pittsburgh against the Steelers on Sunday. You see the Ravens still in first place in the AFC North, tied with the Bengals, but uh, they have the tiebreaker because they beat them early in the season. Of course, they play them again there at the end of the season as you can see on the graphic, four of Baltimore's remaining five games are against division foes, including that regular season finale uh, at Cincinnati. But that's not a terribly intimidating schedule there for not. Baltimore. So if Lamar does has to have to miss time and they're playing Huntley for a couple weeks, what do you think of Baltimore's chances? Well, I mean, everybody likes Huntley. He's a high-end backup, but he's not Lamar Jackson. And Lamar Jackson, frankly, the last several weeks hasn't been the Lamar Jackson <laughs> we expect. This team hasn't been as good as we expect. But they still are in a decent position. They're leading – well, great position. They're leading their division, and they can pull off these wins against teams that – they probably should beat that they are better than like the Steelers. I think the quarterback situation there is not much better, but that defense is so good. So we'll see what they can turn Tyler Huntley into that pass rush. And uh, I think we'll learn a lot about this team in this particular upcoming game because the Steelers are a, a good team. They're not a great team, but they're a good team. And the assumption that Tyler Huntley is like similar to Lamar Jackson, I think is not True. <laughs> like, right, right. I think uh, he looks a little bit brown like Lamar Jackson. So people are like, hey, same guy. But he absolutely is not Lamar right, Jackson. Right. So let's not pretend that this team has the same capability with Lamar Jackson. Got a little too honest. No, no, you're good. Funny because no, it's, it's true. Keep, keep it's funny because it's true. All, not, we don't good. all look alike, yes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. We're trying to get this. Poor that Dan. just happened. We're trying to get this train back on the track. Hey, uh, Chris Canty, uh, when he comes back, right? When Lamar comes back because he's not out for the year. I think we hear knee injury. Obviously, you hear, oh, it's not an ACL. Great. What a relief. It still hurts, right? I mean, the, the, the PC, that, that could affect him running when he comes back. Yeah, we saw Zach Wilson deal with a similar injury. It took him four games to get back. So it's not outside of the realm of possibility that Lamar Jackson gets back and can have an impact on what the rest of the regular season looks like. But I think the AFC North is going to come down 
to what happens in week 18 when the Baltimore Ravens play against the Cincinnati Bengals. That's what it is. I mean, it's not ideal for your quarterback to have a knee injury, but this is a softer part of the Ravens schedule. So I do believe that with Tyler Humphrey, a capable backup that has experience and their defense being able to step up, you could see the Ravens be able to stay afloat and stay in that position that they're in right now at the top of that division until week 18. What do you think, Kimberly? If you're the Ravens, are you – should you be scared of the Cleveland Browns? Should you be scared of the Steelers? Like, the Steelers barely no. beat the Falcons. Yeah. The Browns, I was there. They it, – it, the score was they, lopsided, but they did not look good. Yeah, they scored a the touchdown Texans. every way you could outside Except of your offense. Except from the quarterback position. Yeah, outside of your offense. So, <laughs> so, if I'm the Ravens, no. I'm not feeling good that Lamar is not available. Right. Um, but they all, this is a team that dealt with injuries last year. And they have confidence in him. <laughs> this is not what you want beyond three weeks. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't. I mean, I, they, I'm not worried about the Ravens in the same way. The Ravens deal with injuries every year. It seems right. like that organization is snake bitten in that yeah. area. But I understand what you're saying. The Steelers barely beat some teams that aren't that good. Mm -hmm. But the Ravens also barely beat the Broncos yeah. and barely yeah. beat yeah. the Panthers. Yeah. The Ravens are not as good as I think we all expect them yeah. to be year in, year out. And the thing about Lamar Jackson is he doesn't get hurt because he runs the ball. But more than other quarterbacks, his game will be diminished mm -hmm. by injury. So, right. like, yeah. he gets hurt passing from the pocket. However, if you bring Lamar Jackson back, he's going to be lesser version of himself because of a yeah. knee injury than if you bring back a more traditional style of quarterback. Lots more on that as or we more continue limited, I guess, quarterback. here on Get Up. When we come back, though, we're going to talk about a quarterback who never runs. Tom Brady has been great <laughs> late in two of the Bucks' wins this season, so should Tampa be rethinking the way it's running its offense? We'll talk about that. And in a league filled with amazing pass catchers, which one is the toughest to cover in the entire NFL? I will demand an answer to that question. We return on Get Up. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists, like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder.
Delicious, meat nutritious, and the snack that packs a real protein punch. Wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Each one-ounce serving has 6 grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. And you're on the go a lot, taking the kids to school, hopping from meeting to meeting, shopping for groceries. Well, the good news is, not only are wonderful pistachios a complete protein, providing all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut, or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. Visit WonderfulPistachios.com to learn more. Back on Get Up, and it's been a while since Kimberly Martin was on the show. You've been out and about covering various games and weather-related uh, uh, changes <laughs> to the NFL schedule and a number of different things. Yes. Uh, so we wanted to catch up with Kmart on a couple of topics now that she's back here in studio. There's been a lot of drama, Kimberly, yep. with the New York Jets, obviously, this season. What do you think of their quarterback situation right now? Is Mike White the start of the rest of the way? All right, Dan. So Robert Sala is intent on getting Zach Wilson back on the field, but I'm also intent on losing 15 pounds this holiday season, and that may not happen. I can guarantee you that. So Mike White, listen, unless this man throws four interceptions in one game, he's done nothing but to prove that he should be the starter the rest of the way. All right, well, how about this one then, Denver? Russell Wilson is the starter, but boy, has he not played yeah. well. Uh, how much damage has this done to Russell and his legacy here? Okay, this is not good. This is no bueno, but think about it. How did we look at Russell? We thought, he was, we thought he was a very good quarterback, but not upper echelon, not in the Brady, Rodgers, Mahomes type of category, right? So I don't think we've changed from looking at him that way. He's still good, but on the decline. I'm, I'm not, should I kill him more? I don't know. I don't know. It's been a rough year. I guess, I guess you don't need to pile on. One of the things you have been out covering is yep. Deshaun Watson's return to the NFL. You were at the game uh, yep. in Houston on Sunday. What was your top takeaway? So all week we talked about how he might get, um, you know, a very hostile environment. That's what he would be confronted with. And instead, he was booed. I was there. He was booed every offensive drive when they started the game, every time he touched the ball. But all things considered, this was not the hostile environment that a lot of us anticipated. And even Brown's execs were like, okay, this is, is a little bit better than we were anticipating. But I was there when Brown's fans were cheering him and celebrating him in Houston. So it was a win-win for Deshaun, even though he didn't throw any touchdowns. Let's see what kind of welcome he gets in Cincinnati on Sunday. Bengals red hot, haven't lost uh, since they lost in Cleveland yep. uh, on Halloween night. Want to go now to Tampa, though, where Tom Brady led the Buccaneers on a pair of touchdown drives in the fourth quarter to beat the New Orleans Saints on Monday night and improve to... 500 for the season. Buccaneers now have a 92% chance to win the NFC South, according to ESPN Analytics. Monday marked the second time this season that Brady threw the go-ahead touchdown with less than 10 seconds remaining. A month ago against the Rams, Tampa trailed by four with less than a minute left before Brady drove him down the field for the winning score. So we see Brady with the comeback magic as we're used to but we see the record at six and six which we're not so yeah. uh, used to so 92 yeah. percent though our analytics say to win the division which means they'll be in the playoffs yep cool so what do we think ben when what? they get there we are we betting against brady man that's not a good place to be betting against tom brady i, I don't want to live in that world now this is yes. 
Not a very good Tampa Bay Buccaneers team. And it's even though they're team. one game back of what their record was when they won the Super Bowl, <laughs> this team feels less like 2020 Tampa and more like 2019 New England. Now, that being said, Tom Brady's been in the playoffs 19 times. Only three times he's been one and done. Tom Brady in home playoff games, 21 and five records. So you do the math. And when you consider the potential matchup with the Dallas Cowboys, I, I feel like this is one of those potential upsets that we would see on Wild Card Weekend. Not because I believe in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You don't believe in the Cowboys. that I don't believe in the Cowboys right. even less. And, and the issues that we saw with the Dallas Cowboys last year in Wild Card Round aren't issues that they've cleaned up. They're still the second most penalized team mm. in the National Football League. They still have game management issues. All you got to look back to is the Green Bay game. They still play down to the level of competition. Look at the Detroit Lions game, four-point game in the fourth quarter. Mm -hmm. The Indianapolis Colts game this past Sunday, right. two-point game in the fourth quarter. All I'm simply saying is this. If you leave the door open for Tom Brady, right. we saw what he can do on Monday night against the New Orleans Saints. He's still got that. Uh, yeah, I, I feel wanna, like you yeah. just gave all the reasons why we shouldn't believe him. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like all, after listening to I'm like, no, they don't sound pretty good. They're not a good football team. I feel like that that's, that's I, I just, just no that. no, but I'm that, saying that, the question though is like, look, Tom Brady is their quarterback. Like yeah. we have seen him, like the Saints left the door open, right? On, yeah. on Monday night. Yeah. Yeah. So if you get in a close game, are you willing to say, well, Brady, he doesn't have enough around him, he's 45, like I, I don't buy it anymore? I think logic, if we're thinking logically and not emotionally and not thinking about the past. If you just look at this team, they are not a good football team. Mm. I think what Chris is saying, you are dead on. They do not look like the team that won the Super Bowl. And even, even a couple years ago, the Bucs came out of nowhere. They didn't have a great record. And then all of a sudden, in the second half of the season, it was like, club. okay, yeah. there we go. But I, you don't feel – like, this is a 45-year-old quarterback who's gone through a divorce. Like, just, there's no Gronk. There's no Bruce – like, it's just a different vibe right now. Yeah. So, when I think about these teams, or when I think about matchups in general, um, you think about what teams want to do and can the other team stop, stop it. it. And right. then what is the response to that? So, the, the Bucks are not going to be able to block the pass rush of the Cowboys. So, then what is the response to that? Short passes and run the ball. The Bucks actually are not designed to right. play that type of football. So, that's why I have a hard time. Yes, I agree with you. If you give Tom Brady the ball with a one-score game at the end of the game, yes, that's a scary proposition yeah. for anybody. But I don't see that happening you know. because the Cowboys, even though the Bucs beat them in week one, the Cowboys are a different team than they were then. The Bucs are a different team now, and the Cowboys are so much better. Than so if you're Tom Brady, you, you retired and then decided to come back and play at 45, you didn't sign up to be 6-6, six and six, yeah. right? I mean, like, if you're Tom Brady, are you regretting this decision right now? I, I, I guess I would say no, because it doesn't seem like Tom Brady wants to do or can do or has an interest in doing anything other than playing football. And us trying to, like, get into Tom Brady's head yeah. is really hard to do because none of us are built like that. Like, none of us have, seen, uh, have in our mind that six Super Bowl championships is not enough. The greatest of all. Seven, oh, that's seven, right. I forgot about the last one with Tampa. Damn, good Lord. Six was not he, enough. He's, been, he's been to nine, right? I got ten. Right. He's been to ten. Oh, God. I'm stuck at like ten Selling years ago. Selling the man short. Like, <laughs> real quick. I will say this, Dan. How this thing ends for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers could determine where Tom Brady plays in 2023. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but well that, that's what we call in the business a tease, and Ooh. we'll certainly get back to well that. Done. If not today, then in the coming days and weeks. You're just going to have to stay tuned and find <laughs> out. When we come back, though, Tua Tagovailoa was not great in his loss to the 49ers on Sunday. We'll tell you why his outing may be sign of some bigger problems in Miami. Come back.
after this. Dell Tech Fest starts now. To thank you for 40 unforgettable years, Dell Technologies is celebrating with anniversary savings on their most popular tech. For a limited time only, save on select next-gen PCs like the XPS 13 Plus, where you can make the everyday easier with Windows 11. Unleash more possibilities with cutting-edge systems, their most advanced features, and great prices. Plus, curate your dream setup with deals on select monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at dell.com deals, you'll have access to state-of-the-art technology to match your forward-thinking spirit and free shipping on everything. Anniversary savings await you for a limited time only at dell.com slash deals that's dell.com slash deals tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts good news ad free listening is available on amazon music included with your prime membership amazon music offers the most ad free top podcasts enjoy shows like first take part of the interruption and the low post available ad free and uninterrupted to start listening download the amazon music app or go to amazon.com slash espn pods that's amazon.com slash espn pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads now let's talk about the play of the week the pressure to follow up hypnotic and cognac weighing heavy on the team hypnotic was in the cup blue and ready for the play and boom Añejo tequila came in with a smooth assist to hypnotic's tropical fruit finish shaken strained poured it was green and good the playmaking splash shifted the tempo another great cocktail from the hypnotic team every season is hypnotic and tequila season hypnotic liqueur bardstown kentucky 17 percent alcohol by volume hypnotic reminds you to think wisely drink wisely breaking news here on get up this morning according to multiple reports aaron judge agreeing to a nine-year, $360 million deal to stay with the New York Yankees. Ooh, Chris Canty, Kimberly Hart Buster only be along in a little bit to talk about that, but obviously huge news in baseball out of the winter meetings. Aaron Judge staying in New York. Meantime, we're going to do bad week or bad sign in the NFL. Dominique, Titans lost their second game in a row. This one to the Eagles, and they fired their GM. Bad week or bad sign? Uh, it's definitely a bad sign when you lose your, um, you lose a couple games in a row. They lost their receiver Burks in the, to injury in this game. And also, clearly, even if I wanted to say it was a bad week, they made it a bad sign when they told their general manager to get missing. So, yeah, this is not looking good for them going forward. First place team firing a GM in December is unusual. Kmart, the Jets lose to the Vikings. Bad week or bad sign for New York? Dan, I'm going to say just a bad week. You know, maybe I'm just I've been gone a long time. I'm not as angry as I used to be. <laughs> you know, I've been away. I, I, I'm feeling good about the Jets. Mike White, like, here's the thing. The Jets could have won that game had Braxton Barris caught that ball. Like, I, like I, I'm, I'm not feeling like this is a team that, that's headed in a downward spiral. I actually feel good about the Jets. All right, we'll see how they that. do this week in uh, what? Buffalo? Buffalo? That's a tough one. Canty, the Dolphins went all the way out to San Francisco, lost to the Niners. Bad week or bad sign? It's a bad sign. It's because of how the quarterback played. He completed his first pass to Trent Shurfield, a 75-yard catch and run for a touchdown. But after that, had five straight incompletions, and he missed guys that were wide open, Graz. That's going to be a problem. We think, too, is one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL based on the metrics. But when in the biggest spot against one of the best defenses in the league, he came up really, really small. Kimberly, you seem to disagree. You know, 
again, maybe I'm just too nice on this Wednesday. <laughs> I'm just not in the mood to kill quarterbacks today. Um, here's the thing. I guess because I've watched Tua in person throw six touchdowns I've watched against the Ravens. Like, I've watched this offense score at will, right? And I've watched Patrick Mahomes lose to the Colts. I've watched good quarterbacks have terrible games. I don't think one week should completely erase everything up to this point. Like, we were talking about the Dolphins. Like, well, some of us were talking about the Dolphins. Yeah, as not well. me. Yeah, we know. See, th- but this is, my, this is my issue. Like, one week, when we use one week to yeah. say, okay, see, Tua can't beat anybody good. See, this is the thing. You see how he, was just, he just looked out of sync? I think the guy's allowed to be out of sync one game. And this he's going up against the best defense in the NFL. Yeah, like, I think I, the – and he didn't have his tackles. This D-line is, is ferocious. Guys, the other oh, team he, had their third-string quarterback know, and he but lost. He, but he's not facing that like, – <laughs> it's, it's, it's not a boxing match. Like, it's, just like, because they had a third-string quarterback. Tua had a bad game. We understand that. I think that he was off target even when he wasn't under pressure. He was kind of a bit see-and-go skin, a little bit yeah. skittish, which happens. I would be a little skittish, too, if Nick Bosa was trying to get <laughs> – after me. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is he's had several really good weeks this season. I do think that it's a bit of a concern because this is a great defense and you're going to see great defenses right. in the playoffs. However, we have to be honest about if you have that D-line going up against that particular offensive line, like it's understandable that a quarterback's not going to be at his best if the game plan and the talent doesn't match up. Right. So yeah, two is not going to be like a, a guy who can make things happen when you don't have anybody blocking and the edges. Which is fair because most people can't. But, yeah, when he has a clean pocket, he has to be able to recognize that and not be skittish based on the fact that he was getting he, pressured on just about all the other He was only pressured on six dropbacks in all right. 36 pass attempts. All right, we disagree there. We're going to get back to it. But we do have to hit on the baseball. Can't, I know you want to talk about we this anyway. Uh, on Aaron Judge. We have breaking news, as mentioned earlier. Aaron Judge returning to the Yankees on a nine-year, three, it was nine-year, $360 million deal confirmed by ESPN's Buster Only, who... Uh, if I understand correctly, joins us now to discuss this. Ooh. Buster, are you here? I am here, Dan. All right, what do you got? Uh, Tell yeah, us how this happened. It's uh, confirmed. Yeah, so what happened was the Yankees completely surrendered. <laughs> and Aaron Judge had more leverage than any player in the history of that franchise. More than Babe Ruth, more than Joe DiMaggio, more than Reggie Jackson, more than Derek Jeter. He turned down $213.5 million in the spring from the Yankees, bet on himself, and the final numbers, $360 million, which means that over the course of six, seven months, the Yankees increased their offer by about 70%. And Aaron Judge goes back to New York, the team that drafted him, presumably moving forward to be a conversation about whether or not he'll be the next captain Uh, The first Yankee captain since Derek Jeter. The Yankees had to keep Aaron Judge. Hal Steinbrenner makes him this huge offer, which keeps him away from the San Francisco Giants. So just for for people who may be watching who haven't been following it as closely, the the competition was the San Francisco Giants. Like, that's what pushed this number uh, as high. And how close was he to going to California? Well, their offer was right in the range of what the Yankees offered, and the threat was real. It's clear by the Yankees' reaction to this that they were fearful that Judge would go back to to his home state in California. And look, Aaron Judge is a great teammate. He's a, a great clubhouse leader, widely respected. The Yankees drafted him in 2013, and yet as they went through this process, 
They didn't really know what he wanted. When they negotiated with him in the spring, his response to that $213.5 million offer was not a counter and to give a number. It was simply no. So as the Yankees went through this, they're asking the question, what does he really want? And boy, it turned out Aaron Judge was a great poker player. No kidding. To set a Yankees franchise record for leverage, uh, that, that's really <laughs> impressive. What the, Look, the, the, the Yankees, in, in the end, they were obviously hesitant. They didn't sign him last offseason. There was a number that they, you know, they, they were numbers they weren't comfortable with. In the end, you say they surrendered. Did they have to do, if this had not worked out for them, where would they have turned? Yeah, so agents told me uh, as they went through this process, they believe that Brian Cashman, the Yankees general manager, his advice based on his history to Hal Steinbrenner was probably, look, hold the line. You know, don't go off on one of these crazy contracts. But in this case, there was more pressure on Hal Steinbrenner than in any other negotiation he'd been involved in. Uh, and so he gives him that money. If they hadn't signed Judge, I think their pivot would have been to the shortstop market, Xander Bogarts, Carlos Correa, mm -hmm. and maybe to Hal Steinbrenner. That just wasn't palatable. The Giants now, who lose out on Judge, will turn to the shortstop market, maybe Carlos Correa. All right, Hal Steinbrenner may be channeling uh, his late father and just doing whatever it took to make sure that the big-name free agent didn't leave New York. Buster, thanks so much for jumping on with us and helping us uh, make sense of all this. Thanks for joining Get Up. I can't. He's fired up. We're excited, right? Yeah, I'm excited. I mean, yeah. finally, we're acting like a big market team. I mean, for <laughs> we, years, right. with Hal Steinbrenner and Brian Cashman, they've used the luxury tax threshold as a soft salary cap. And so now, you know, they're willing to absorb paying Aaron Judge $40 million a year for the mm -hmm. next nine years. And this is a player on the wrong side of 30. But again, to Buster's point, he had all the leverage in this situation. He's the AL MVP. He set the AL record for home run. So you're adding him to the top of your payroll with Garrett Cole, who's making $36 million, mm -hmm. and Giancarlo Stanton, who's making $32 million. So, mm. I mean, it feels good to utilize your resources, your biggest strengths, and in this situation, it's cash. Yeah, you're the Yankees. Act like I the love, Yankees. I know. I love it. I'm <laughs> shocked because I thought based on Aaron Rodgers' com uh, Aaron Rodgers, whoa, <laughs> pause. Aaron Judge's comments about Cashman and how Cashman had leaked their, their contract negotiation stuff earlier in the year, I was like, oh, now you've messed up. Just like with Jeter, you know? Yeah. So now I'm like, okay, this is good. I'm excited. Excited. I mean, my union background, anytime players anytime. get money. Oh, yes, oh my God, I anytime. get so happy. It don't yes, matter sir. what sport you're playing, if you throw in darts, yes, if you get a big bag, I get so excited. And also, so I mean, the idea of a free agent leaving the Yankees, like, that's I grew up happened. in a world where the that's Yankees went and took other people's yeah, free agents. So, like, I, we, I, I can't imagine that to the leverage point. Like, you mm -hmm. can't be seen as yes. the next Steinbrenner. This one lets the big talent leave. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, give that man all the money. Dude, yes, bet on himself. Oh, yeah. yes. Bet on himself, broke a home run record. Nothing motivates a player like in. fresh cash. Oh. <laughs> uh, a, made, a made up home run record. Plenty of wow. it. Tonight, our NBA doubleheader has Trey Young and the Hawks taking on Julius Randle and the Knicks at 7.30 Eastern. Then, Jason Tatum and the Celtics will play Devin Booker and the Suns. Our coverage tips off with NBA Countdown at 7 on ESPN and the app. We come back, Baker Mayfield's on the Rams now. Yeah, that's right. Can he resurrect his career? His life comes at you fast. We'll talk about that when we come back. Yeah. <laughs>
Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Back on Get Up, and in case you missed it, we have breaking news. Aaron Judge agreeing to a nine-year, $360 million deal to stay with the New York Yankees. That, according to multiple reports and confirmed by ESPN's Buster Only. We will have much more on that as the show goes along. Huge news out of the baseball winter meetings. But in the meantime, it is time for Dominique Foxworth to answer the question. I don't know the question you're trying to ask. Be better tomorrow. I'm not answering this. That's a clown question, bro. Next. Next. Mike, why are you in such a bad mood? What do you care? What else do you want to know? Next question. Your next question. Next question. Next question. I'm not going to answer any questions from you. That's my question! The question, jerk! That's right. It's time for Dominique Foxworth to answer a series of hard-hitting questions about what's going on uh, in the NFL. I'm going to start in the AFC East, who's done the worst coaching job in that division? You got to set me up. I feel like it's, that's a softball, yeah, yeah, man. Everybody uh, else is good. It's obviously Bill Belichick. Yeah. Like they've taken a step back at the quarterback position. He made some questionable decisions about who was going to co- coordinate that offense, which honestly I didn't think was going to be that big of a problem, but I was dead wrong, and so has Bill Belichick been thus far this season. They're clearly the worst team in their division and also like the, the least promising team. If mm. you look at any of those other teams going forward, Forward. I'd rather be a fan or a player on any of those teams unless Tom Brady comes we'll back. We'll see what Belichick – ooh, that's an interesting We'll see what Belichick and the Patriots do to turn it around this offseason. Maybe they will bring Tom Brady back. <laughs> we'll have to talk about that another time. Which NFC North team has a brighter future, Detroit Lions or the Chicago Bears? All right, so I could go either way on this, but I'm going to go with the Lions because I think the Lions have some important foundational pieces. They don't have the big piece, which the Bears obviously have in quarterback. They at least have what they think is the answer there. I'm not sure that golf is a long-term answer there, but they have offensive and defensive linemen. They have Jeff Okuda, when healthy, is an incredible cornerback. They have an incredibly productive offense that if they could be more consistent on defense, they'd be a competitive team this year. So I think actually having the foundational pieces is a little more interesting than having a promising quarterback and a lot of cap space going forward, which is like the Bears in a nutshell. You know what else the Lions have? They got the Rams' first-round draft pick, which looks pretty sweet right now with the Rams sitting uh, at 3-9. and One more for you. Who is the most uncoverable wide receiver in the NFL right at this moment? It's easy. I'm Stephon Diggs. It's always been Stephon Diggs. I love Stephon Diggs. I remember getting laughed at on this program back when he was a Viking, and I said he was the best receiver in football at that time, or at least the best route runner. And it's clear that now when people, like, ask me, I don't know if you know this, but I used to play cornerback. I do. 
do. And people ask, like, who's the toughest receiver to cover? You never take into account the quarterback, but that really determines how difficult a receiver is to cover. They can get open all they want. The quarterback can't get it to them, then it's a problem. And Josh Allen can get it to him anywhere in any way, and that makes him even more difficult because nobody can stay close to Stephon Diggs. Nope. I knew he was going to pick the Maryland guy for some Mar- reason. Oh, he went to Maryland? Well, did did really? you not? Oh, you didn't realize Go that. Terps. That's exactly right. Buffalo currently occupies the number one seed in the AFC, but our analytics give the Chiefs a slightly higher chance to win the conference. Both teams are behind Dallas, uh, which has the best chance of any team to make and win the Super Bowl, according to ESPN's analytics right at this moment. But Dallas, of course, plays uh, in the NFC, and we were talking about the AFC and Buffalo, which was the preseason favorite uh, to make the Super Bowl and probably win the Super Bowl out of the AFC. And they, you know, been a little up and down, but they do sit in that number one seed. The Von Miller injury. I'm yes. curious, Kmart, what your thoughts are on uh, the significance of that in terms of Buffalo's chances going forward. I think it is significant because he was a piece that they picked up in the offseason. You're like, okay, the Bills understand it's their time. Um, a, a week ago, Vaughn had said, you know, he's got some lateral meniscus damage, but he expected his hope was to be back in time for this Jets game. So today we'll see whether he practices or not, what, what he's able to do. Um, what he brings to this team, it goes beyond the field, though. We know the kind of player he is, but he is a guy who has the perspective of a champion. This is a Buffalo franchise that knows what it's like to get right up to the line and fall flat. Like, they understand what it's like to be disappointed time and time again. So I think when, when, they, when they lose to good teams or when, when things seem like they're in disarray, what's going on, Josh Allen? Vaughn is that calming spirit of, like, yeah, we lost a game. Like, okay. Like, I've won championships with the Broncos. I've won championships with the Rams. And that's what he brings. And I think that intangible is actually the most important thing. Of course, they did uh, put him on IR right before their game on Thursday. So he has to miss at least the next three games. How big a deal is that? I think it's a big deal. Well, it's not a big deal for these three games. But how he gets back, if he, when he gets back, the value that he brings to the team is a big deal. He's a game closer, as we all know. And when the Bills have the lead in important games, Von Miller is going to be the guy that creates the pressure, creates the sack that leads to the turnover, that leads to the third and 15 that ends the game. Not having him at full strength is going to be a problem despite the fact that they have other good pass rushers up there. But we look back at last year's championship and think about how good Von Miller was. Von Miller was the reason why the Broncos won a championship. No doubt. Having that level of experience and intensity and uh, and that player out there on the field is much more valuable than he can be on the sideline. So we'll see how he is when he gets back, but it does make a difference. Yeah, it's easy to quantify Von's impact. All you have to do is look at the Thursday night game that the Bills played against the Patriots. They only sacked Mac Jones once in 38 dropbacks. So you need Von Miller out there to be the closer, especially when you're up against the upper echelon teams in the AFC, the Pat Mahomes of the world and the uh, the Joe Burrows of the world. Yeah. I mean, you've got to be able to get those guys on the ground, and without Von Miller, that becomes exponentially harder for the Buffalo Bills. Not to mention, now the division is in question without Von Miller if you look at their schedule down the stretch. Mm-hmm. So the team he played for last year at the end of the season was the Rams, helped them win the Super Bowl. Since that game, things have not gone super well for the Rams. Remember, they, I said life comes at you fast, right? Last year, the Rams sign Odell Beckham after Cleveland cuts him because he wasn't getting along with Baker Mayfield. They win the Super Bowl. They hold open a locker for Odell Beckham. We get to December, and guess who's on the team? That's right, Baker Mayfield. <laughs> Claimed off the waiver wire by the Rams. Expected to fly to Los Angeles by last night and could play. Uh, according to our Adam Schefter, as soon as tomorrow night against the, the Raiders, uh, that seems a little, I mean, you, you think that's possible? 
Uh, so I was talking to people last night. It's, he has a shot, but it's a long shot. That's how it was characterized to me, just because of what he'd have to get up to speed within like a few hours and play. Now, with the, with the Rams, they're in an interesting position because this is a team that understands their season is over, and they're also trying to evaluate talent for next year. So they want to evaluate the quarterbacks. They want to evaluate the wide receivers, the running backs, O-line. They're thinking about next year. So I, when people say, like, oh, Baker could resurrect his career, there actually is no mandate that he's going to get there and start all five games. Like, he, it was described to me as he could be on the bench yeah. for a lot of those games. Okay. And we're just, we're just taking a look at Baker. So people thinking that, ah, oh, Baker's back. I mean, not playing might be better for Baker. Actually, I think yes. that he yes, needs he needs a, a good landing spot to resurrect his career, and the Rams is not a good landing spot. Mm-hmm. Right now, they're not playing well. Obviously, they don't have Cooper Cup. The O-line hasn't been good. The running attack isn't great. The defense is still talented, but Aaron Donald's not playing. Right. He needs to go somewhere where things are set up for him to succeed. And going to this team, like if he went to a bad team, that's one thing. People wouldn't expect much of him. And the Rams are a bad team, but they have a good coach, and they're coming out with a Super Bowl win. I think Baker going there and not having success probably ends up hurting him going forward. It's going to be like he failed in Cleveland. He failed with Matt Rule. You mm-hmm. could explain away. You can't explain away failing with uh, McVay. Yeah, it's going to be hard. Yeah, I'm with those guys on that one. But I think there's a much bigger question that we have to be asking about the Los Angeles Rams. Is retirement on the table for Matt Stafford? Mm. I mean, you're starting to hear reports that that is something that has been discussed internally with the Rams and something that Stafford has discussed with his family. So, I mean, this signing with Baker Mayfield, it's clearly not about this year. It's about the future. And we also know that Sean McVay had a love affair with Baker Mayfield coming out of college. So, this could be a situation where Sean McVay thinks that Baker Mayfield could be the extended bridge until they find a long-term answer at their quarterback spot if and when Matt Stafford walks away. It didn't cost him. I mean, it cost him about $1.3 million for the rest of the year. Get a look at Baker Mayfield and see if maybe Sean McVay can do something. How much you're making a seat. That's how much you're making a with it. it's, it's for, for Aaron Judge money, uh, that would be nothing. <laughs> he could have signed uh, yeah. Baker Mayfield for the rest of the year. No problem. Tomorrow we're going to have the 32nd annual college for the Home Depot College Football Awards show. That is a two-hour celebration of the top performers and moments from the regular season. Reese Davis will host. Our coverage begins at 7 Eastern, 4 Pacific on ESPN and the app. When we come back on Get Up, the Cowboys and Odell Beckham may not, after all, be a match made in heaven. Why Dallas has concerns about the star receiver they've been talking about for months. And the huge breaking news this morning in baseball, Aaron Judge will be back in the Bronx. Why this might be the greatest bet an athlete has ever made on himself. Next on Get Up.